This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. I'm Lisa Marshall, and today's podcast, The Public Speaker, is brought to you by GoDaddy, where you can find the right domain names for your business. Hundreds of new domain names are now available, including .photography, .menu, .club, and even .tips. You can create your new website with GoDaddy's easy-to-use website builder and run your business anytime, anywhere with Microsoft Office 365 from GoDaddy. And you'll get more done. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter the promo code PUBLIC28 to save 28% off of your order. Some limitations apply. You'll need to see the website for details. But it's GoDaddy.com and enter the promo code PUBLIC28. I love comedy. And I've mentioned many times that I like to watch comedy just before I go to bed. And I even recently signed up for a comedy workshop. But even before that, I have been studying comedians for a very, very long time. Not only, of course, do I like to laugh, but I enjoy learning from what I consider the masters of the stage, and that is comedians. I believe that comedians are the kings and the queens of public speaking. They spend years learning their craft, and they can consistently engage audiences and make them laugh. And they do it all without PowerPoint, without notes, and without a lectern. With that in mind, I'd like to cover four tips that I've learned from comedy royalty. My first tip is to pause for effect. Comedians are masters of the pause, mostly because pauses are what tell the audience when to laugh. Now, in presentations, pauses cause the audience to pay more attention, and they can also emphasize emotion. Whether it's comedy or presentation, pauses help build anticipation. Rodney Dangerfield, he let his audience know when he was about to deliver one of his hilarious self-deprecating lines by pausing after saying, I get no respect. And we would then anticipate that joke to follow. The suspense is what helped the entertainment, is what added to the entertainment. But the pauses before are just one aspect. You can also use pauses after an important point. This gives your audience a brief moment to reflect on or to digest your words. If you rush, the audience might not laugh or they might not understand the point that you're making. And knowing when and for how long to pause, it takes some practice. And by the way, that's why there's so many open mic nights for comedians, because they want to have many, many chances to either try out new bits or to hone their classic bits. I think a pause is also useful when you switch from one topic to another. It prepares your audience for the upcoming change. So don't rush through the transitions. And pauses can also be used to help you reduce disfluencies. Certainly a pause is preferable to any filler word. You don't want to have your speech filled with ums and ahs and anyways. Of course, overuse of any disfluency will convey nervousness. But if you instead replace pauses, those pauses generally will reflect and project confidence. I think one of the things that makes a really great speaker become a superb speaker is knowing how to pause, how long to pause, and where to pause. So I suggest you experiment with your pauses, particularly if you're attempting to add humor to your talks. I guarantee that if you use your pauses wisely, you'll be keeping your audience interested. Well, I've already alluded to my second tip, which is to practice, practice, and then practice even more. Being consistent with your delivery and receiving a consistent, predictable response takes practice, a lot of practice. 
And comedians understand that getting up on stage and not getting a response, it's just as helpful as getting on stage and getting a response. Could be painful, but it's still information that helps them to hone the presentation. I still remember the first time I got a big laugh from an audience. It was purely accidental. And since I'd always recorded my talks, I listened back and I repeated the same words to the very next audience. But I didn't get a laugh. So I was confused, but I kept trying anyway. I just kept modifying one small behavior, a longer pause between certain words, a bigger gesture, a different word choice, until eventually I was able to see which of the small changes had the greatest effect on the audience response. So the more time you spend studying your delivery, telling your stories, practicing the timing, the more you'll be able to consistently create the response that you want. And by the way, Even if you don't deliver the same material all the time, repeated practice of older material can still help you to deliver new material better. Tip three is to know your audience. I think this is where a lot of speakers don't do enough work. I know that comedians understand for sure that engaging the crowd is the most important element of their act, and I would say it's the same for speakers. If you know your audience needs, if you know who's in your audience, then you will be able to relate to them and they will be able to relate to you and to your humor or to your work. So for example, a comedian living in LA, let's say their comedy is about living in LA. Of course, that's not going to be funny to an audience that's in New York City. Just like comedy about being single isn't going to be successful in a room full of married middle-aged couples. Good comedians always modify their material based on each specific audience in order to achieve the best result. And you'll do the same thing as a speaker. You should know who you're addressing. For example, this is a really basic example, but if you're visiting at an elementary school talking about your profession on career day, you're going to keep it simple and broad and highly interactive. But if you're speaking to a room full of colleagues, your talk is likely to be technical and specific. So, Take the time to understand and modify your presentation each time so that you can effectively engage the audience. And this is something that I think sometimes we get a little lazy with. We just make the assumption we know who's in the audience. But taking that time, even in an internal work presentation, taking the time to really understand who is sitting in that room and listening to you and what would resonate with them the most will be the significant difference between a good and excellent presentation. And tip four from comedian friends, it's to use facial expressions and other body language. I think that some of the most powerful tools of engagement are your facial expressions and body language. Comedians understand that even something as small as the raise of an eyebrow can cause the audience to laugh. So think about how your facial expressions and your body movement can enhance your talk. If you want to be funny, Think about making an expression or a gesture of movement that's opposite to your words. The surprise is unexpected and exactly what makes it funny. Finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the one thing that I don't want you to learn from a comedian, and that is to start with a joke. I've said it before and it's worth repeating, don't start a speech with a joke, unless of course you're a natural comedian, but for most speakers, a related personal story is much, much better. Nevertheless, I believe that one of the best ways, ultimately the best way to become a better speaker is to watch comedians and model what they do to capture an audience and to command attention. 
This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales, manage perceptions, and enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. I'm passionate about communication. Your success is my business. If you'd like even more success in your life, I invite you to listen to my other podcast, Smart Talk, Inspiring Conversations with Exceptional People. I also encourage you to download a sample chapter from my book, Smart Talk, at smarttalksuccess.com. Thanks again to this week's sponsor, GoDaddy. At GoDaddy, you can find the right domain name for your business. I, Whenever I want to purchase a new domain name, I always go to GoDaddy. I've purchased, I don't know, maybe hundreds of domain names and all of them from GoDaddy. So if you're starting a business or maybe you have a portfolio for photography, something that you want to show off, you can now buy a domain name at a discount. In fact, I don't know if you know this, there's hundreds of new domain names that are available. They've got .photography, .menu, .club, .tips. They even have .phd if you've got a PhD. So you can create new websites with GoDaddy's easy-to-use website builder. You can run your business anytime, anywhere with Microsoft 365 from GoDaddy, and you can get more done. There's never been a better time to build your website. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter the promo code PUBLIC28 to save 28% off of your order. Of course, there's some limitations. You'll need to see the website for details. But be sure to enter the promo code PUBLIC28 to get 28% off of your order and let them know that I sent you. I like the .expert and the .company and the .today domain names that are now available. And then the 28% offer code will work for any of the new domain extensions that is out for pre-registration. Again, you'll need to go to godaddy.com and use the promo code PUBLIC28. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>